How is your spooky preparations going? Oh, they're going fantastic. Weren't you saying something about Ghostbusters before we started? I was. I've been trying to figure this out, and I've had the idea stuck in my head since I was driving over here today. And I was like, oh my gosh, we need to come up with like a spooky cast kind of theme song, but it's like the Ghostbusters, but it's like not the Ghostbusters because obviously that would be like copyright infringement. I think it would work under parody law. Yeah, there we go. It is is different. I'm a parrot. Parody law. (laughs) Parody law. Well, I just, I think. Do you think those have similar root words? Parody and parrot? I don't think so. But parrots copy. And parody is like copying, except in a funny way. Yeah, uh, I'm a genius. Yeah. Encapsulated only in one of those stupid little parrot birds where you push the button and you hold it down and you say something and then you let go of the button and the parrot says it just like you said it. It's like a recording, but it's made like a parrot sound. So, yeah. That's... And we have a spooking cast theme song. We do? Yeah. I, it hasn't. Spooking cast. It hasn't been on. Uh, the spooking cast episode from this year because I forgot about it when I was exporting the episode because I was very tired. Yeah. But uh, maybe you can do it for this very last one. Yeah. You don't remember? It's got the whole. And then all that. Yeah. I remember that. It's very long. You know, it's very, it's very long, but it's really good. I like that. That was fun. So I was having trouble coming up with a, another spooky kink for us to do on this for uh this our last spooky cast episode of the year how did that happen it went so fast we kind of talked about mermaids and, and that's it sirens and uh two of our astrology sexy astrology sort of episodes and yep it's gone yeah now we're in the time of the sag yes Atarius. the sagittarius yeah uh so i had a few ideas uh, I was thinking uh, a Frankenstein. Uh, sexy Frankenstein. But I uh, couldn't find anything. <laughs> People found that sexy. So, uh, But I've always wondered about his junk. Like whenever he created, like whenever Dr. Frankenstein created his monster, mm-hmm. did he give him like some junk? Because like obviously he had the capacity to love and wanted. The monster has a name. I know the monster. What? Adam. Adam. Okay. All right. Or Frankenstein. No, that's the doctor. I'm going to call him a Frankenstein because... (laughs) Everybody else does? And because his name would be Adam Frankenstein. Oh, okay. Because he's Frankenstein's son. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Also, Frankenstein is an iconic name. Yeah. Adam's like, oh, I'm the Promethean man. Yes. Because wasn't that like the subtitle for the book? Yes, I think so. Mm. Yeah. I am a highly literate and very intelligent. And- but he had the capacity to love and he wanted a romantic partner. And yeah. that was the only way that would make him feel better about, you know, being back in existence. But did he have the bits? Did he did he have the bits? My question is did the doctor go I'm going to get him because I, I, he definitely had the bits because he yeah. was trying to create a whole human. Mm-hmm. But did the doctor go for the biggest bits possible or for the smallest bits possible mm-hmm. to go like, well, no matter what, son, 
I've got a bigger dick than you. <laughs> Is that a thing that fathers or, usually worry about with their sons? Or did he go, well, son, you got a big dick. <laughs> <laughs> you should be grateful for this life I've given you. And that huge one. <laughs> As someone who's not a father, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That, yeah. Good, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. I would assume parents care about their child genitals i guess i mean they're certainly making a big fuss over it in in politics these days well yeah because parents so. seem to be like well, you gotta you gotta have get me the grand grandkid children yeah. get get me the grandchildren yeah, how are, how are your naughty bits doing <laughs> get me the grandchildren don't do anything sinful but do provide me with grandchildren yeah because like marriage is so over like I don't really see a lot of I'm just kidding you see a lot of people getting married yeah I'm, I'm never getting always a groom's and never a groom Aww. you need to build a Frankenstein monster it's alright the next two weddings I'm going to I'm not a groomsman which is very odd because for almost every wedding I have been to I have been a groomsman I was talking to my significant the other the other day and uh I was like, you know what? If we ever get married, I've got to have Chris as one of my bridesmaids. You wear a dress? Bridesman. Oh, bridesman. Is that a thing? I don't know. That's the term I'm going to use. Oh, okay. All right. Because you're going to have to do that. I identify as a man. I might have two bridesmen, actually. But uh, that actually makes me think of something. So you said my significant... Other, I other I know what it, I know the term, and I realize it is like the common and like accepted term. Yeah, I feel like it's too clinical. Is it? <laughs> it's, to me, it is. Where it's like, it's just like, oh, that's my significant other. And it's like, yeah. oh, do you when you have sex? Are you also like saying I'm going to put my penis into your vagina? <laughs> Does that feel? pleasurable to you would you like to engage in clinics? my significant other yeah no let us fornicate tonight <laughs> it just sounds so clinical to me i i it it's fine it's just me yeah i realize that it's just me anyone who wants to can ha- use also, that term i also sometimes use partner like sometimes i'll be like my partner yeah he's my buddy he's my partner and i'm also in love with him so it's like my partner my life partner for now i don't know but yeah if that ever happens you're gonna have to be my bridesman i prefer Bride butt buddies <laughs> butt buddies oh there you go my regular bang yeah <laughs> my dog daddy i don't know <laughs> daddy oh there it is my dog daddy <laughs> oh okay All right. so uh as i said i was having trouble thought about frankenstein threw that one out the window Thought about zombies because I've seen some of that stuff. Yeah. Couldn't find anything about it. So threw that one out the window. The only things I could find about it were people trying to come up with uh, names for it. So like a... Uh, like a Zombie fetish? Th- yeah, they were like, is it like... It's not necrophilia, but what's it called? But that's, all, that's the most I could find about it. So I was like, okay, well, the two other undead besides Dracula's, which we already did, mm-hmm. are out the window. As what far as that? I can tell, unless we can unless we can cultivate that for next season, <laughs> guys. If you're horny for zombies, get out there, expand the community, so we have something to do next year. Yeah. So now I am I am I get a little a little you know 
uh, a little tizzy out of watching movies about zombie hunters. There are some hot zombie hunters out there. Like uh, zombie hunters and movies. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. I was thinking Resident Evil. Oh, God. Um, (laughs) I, I like, I used to love zombie movies. And what were the other ones with like, it wasn't Resident Evil. It was um, the ones with the lichens. Oh, Underworld. Yep. Werewolves. <laughs> there's, no, there's no zombies in that. that those are lichens. It was yeah. a, different, a different kind of scary thing. But I don't, that I mean, is, like, obviously not attracted to the werewolves. But some of those werewolf hunters were pretty hot. That is like the quintessential 2000s movie. <laughs> I, I know. Where it's I like, I'm pretty sure it has a Creed song somewhere in there. Oh, yeah. They, they put a blue filter over top of everything. Everyone looks emo and it mm-hmm. always looks like it's night. Like, that is... That's my ethos. That is the quintessential <laughs> It's 2000s movie. Yeah, Look, okay. we're all wearing trench coats, too, because The Matrix happened three years ago. Yeah. Uh, and that's what you wear if you're an action movie star. Yeah. So, <laughs> back to my brainstorming to try to come up with a thing for the episode. Right. Well, then I thought, what is Halloween? And I was like, well, Halloween is All Hallows' Eve. All Hallows' Eve, All Saints' Eve, because All Saints' Day is the first. Mm-hmm. All Hallows' Eve is actually a Christian holiday, mm-hmm. even though some people think it's pagan. You know, the Christians co-opted it. Yeah. Because it is All Saints' they Eve. it. Yeah, yeah, All Hallows' Eve. So I was like, well, people who get turned on by religious ceremonies. <laughs> <gasps> that is a thing. Yes, it that is. is a thing. I've Which also made me think of uh, a one of the most famous scenes in the highest grossing horror movie and highest grossing R-rated movie of all time, adjusted for inflation, The Exorcist. Ooh. Where little Reagan. Yeah. Like priests. Yeah, well, little, little Reagan, who's yeah. uh, possessed by uh, Pazuzu, mm-hmm. uh, has a crucifix and is stabbing herself in the cooter with it. Oh, I've never screaming, seen that movie. So I don't screaming, know. fuck me, Jesus. Fuck me, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. In front of the priest. There's blood. Yeah. Uh, yeah, one of the most famous scenes Hi. in uh, the highest grossing R-rated movie of all time, adjusted for inflation. Yeah. Wow. What would it have been like to see that movie at the time? I wonder what the filming of that was like. The <laughs> filming is, was, is like famously cursed. Really? Yeah. Like... Famously mean? cursed. Like there are a few movies that people say have a curse on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main one is Poltergeist, mm-hmm. where like the entire cast of Poltergeist got in like horrifying accidents or died in like the three years after Poltergeist was released. Seriously, I watched that. Yeah, no, like it, it, like almost the entire cast is dead. Wow. And it's not that old of a movie. Almost the entire cast died in like a decade. Uh, so famously cursed movie. Uh, the Exorcist, uh, also a famously cursed movie. I don't think anyone died, but uh, a lot of like creepy shit was going on on set that they didn't have like explanations for. Uh, the director claims to have captured Satan on film uh, during the filming While of the movie. While they were shooting it. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Mm. No, uh, very, like, you know, 
famously cursed production. Wow. So uh, do people get turned on by this? Like by this demon kind possessions? Of, yeah, demon possessions. I mean, some of them... No, no, we're doing religious ceremonies. Okay, Because well, what's spookier but... than religion? Yeah, that's not... You're not wrong. I mean, Jesus was a zombie. Like So was his best friend. Lazarus. <gasps> true that. True that. That's true. Or maybe his best friend was a Frankenstein and he gave him a big dick. <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> Sorry, Don't, those of you that are listening today that are, you know, pretty devout and, and religious. Uh, we're going to be maybe talking about a lot of that. I'm today. Christian. Oh, good. Uh, I do wonder, though, because Jesus intentionally waited uh, when he was given the news of uh, Lazarus's illness, mm-hmm. uh, waited for uh, like delayed coming back and then with the intention of bringing him back. Yeah. So it does make me wonder if he was like, Hey Lazarus, look on down there when you get the chance. <laughs> do, do a little extra for you. <laughs> uh, so this is called Herophilia. H I E R O Philia. Like for- the beginning of the word hieroglyphics. Hierophilia. Hierophilia. Interesting. <laughs> refers to those who are aroused by sacred objects. Uh, there, there's more than just this. It, 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 this is specifically sacred objects. We're talking about the whole, mm-hmm. like, and kabootable. Yeah, and and, and yeah. processes and ceremonies yeah. and things like that. This immediately, immediately makes me think of like the ecstasy of Saint Teresa and stuff. It was organic. Was she horny? Yeah. Mother Teresa? No, not that Teresa. The the Teresa before that Teresa. No. Teresa. She must have been old. No. <laughs> okay, all right, go on with what you're going to say. I've seen pictures of Mother Teresa. She, she looked like she was ancient when she was a baby. <laughs> uh, uh, this may include such things as masturbating with crosses or while sitting in church pews. Some have even broken into churches at night and had sex on the altar. Many of the early goddess religions revered worship and revered sex and included in it as part of their worship, included it as part of their worship. Statues, animals, priests and priestesses were all provided for congregants sexual gratification at one time or another. That is from the Encyclopedia of Unusual Sexual Practices by Brenda Love. Having fun looking at your crotch? (laughs) No, I'm looking at my phone. I know. I was pulling some stuff up about the ecstasy of St. Teresa. You're right. Now that I think about it, there's a lot of different kind of like um, uh, inaugural, what do you call them? Inducting, induction ceremonies that involve sex acts. Especially if you read stuff and this is like... Yeah, David Cameron fucked a pig. more politics than religion but like the it was Freemasons, part of the skull and crossbones the freemasons yeah and stuff like that a lot of the those kind of you know secret societies form some kind of religious uh based sex act um a lot of times you know yeah. depicting like the virgin and the i don't know the devil and stuff well yeah they have a lot of uh what's that what's the word for it all the all the stuff 
mm-hmm. you know, the, the stuff. It's got a specific like scientific term for it, like the stuff that you use mm-hmm. in like ceremonies. The uh, chalice and the blade. No, but I, I mean, there's like a term for like all the things, mm-hmm. but they, they use a lot of that like kind of stuff. Yeah, I sound dumb. <laughs> uh, so, uh, as we all know, as uh, a nation that is predominantly Christian, even though if it, even though it was not founded on Christianity, uh, there is an uneasy relationship with sex and religion. Almost always has been, unless you're in a cult. That's a sex cult. Uh, yeah, I don't think there are many religions that are very pro-sex, even. Mm-hmm. Are, sh- are Buddhists and Hindus and... There are sh- lots that... Shingen, what is that last uh, um, I know that the are they ecstatic, ecstatic poets, like the Sufists, um, a lot of them find union with the divine through sex. Yes. Um, and I know that a lot of, a lot of, of different ones kind of revere, um, the, um, the feelings, the, the emotions, the, um, transcendent kind of effects of sex as religious, um, as a religious experience, Mm -hmm. as a divine experience. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of interesting. Well, one of our most common terms on the show mm-hmm. fetish is not actually a sex term it has an older term for that and it is a religious object that is believed to have magical power right and yes the term has been taken to be used as you know a fetish mm-hmm. in the bedroom right. or as something that could possess magical power so mm-hmm. uh you know, sexual fetishes are, you know, thing are, that's why we make the distinction sometimes between fetish and kink is that a fetish is an object. Usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, we are actually tightly bound by the religion, the old, the pagan. That's so fascinating. I'm really glad that you brought up that. Cause that's a good point. Um, cause especially when you, you know, think it look like old, um, statues and things like that sometimes they're referred to as fetishes so it's interesting to kind of look at them from that aspect um okay so i brought up saint Teresa, uh the ecstasy of saint Teresa, which is not only a um a statue like it's a really famous marble statue um of this woman basically laying back on this couch in ecstatic fervor basically it looks like she's having an orgasm she's got the whole o face going and everything um but it's where do they have this I'm sorry. Where's the statue? Where is the statue? Um, I'll look that up in just a second. But it has to do with the four devotions um, of of St. Teresa's mystical thought as consistently reflected in her writings. So she has several, the devotion of the heart, the devotion of peace, devotion of union, which she talks about being absorbed into God. Um, You know, basically... um, kind of working herself into an ecstatic state um, where she can connect with God on that level. Um, so it's kind of characterized by bliss, blissful peace, a sweet slumber, and the higher soul faculties. But the fourth one is called devotion of ecstasy, and it's where consciousness of being in the body disappears, 
sensory faculties cease to operate. Memory and imagination also become absorbed in God as though intoxicated. Body and spirit dwell in the throes of exquisite pain, alternating between fearful, fiery glow and complete unconsciousness, helplessness, and periods of apparent strangulation. Sometimes such ecstatic transports literally cause the body to be lifted into space. This state may last as long as half an hour and tends to be followed by relaxation of a few hours of swoon-like weakness, attended by the absence of all faculties while in union with God. Um, pretty sure that sounds like a really fantastic orgasm. Uh, I mean, a lot of uh, uh, older cultures did use sex as prayer mm-hmm. uh and that uh like i mean the orgasm is such a powerful oh i've seen that statue yeah it's a very famous statue uh but that uh orgasm is such a powerful transcendent feeling that uh it, i mean it makes people feel like uh, they're yeah more religious <laughs> yeah uh yep. I've had religious experiences and I do shout God's name a lot sometimes. (laughs) Uh, So the overall term for individuals or who derive sexual pleasure and sexual arousal from religious ceremonies Mm -hmm. is teleophilia, teleophilia, teleophilia. Fascinating. So what does that mean? What does it involve? Does that mean like you just want somebody to stab you with a sacred dagger? Well, this sounds very Temple of Doom. Um, I don't think there's sex in Temple of Doom. No, but like you know the Indeed. scene where the where the fair maiden is laid down on like in like a gauzy wrap on a stone altar and there's a guy and a bunch of guys in masks and hoods and stuff. And they're standing over her and chanting and they've got this dagger and they're about to smash it on her. And like the hero like swoops in and saves her at the last minute. Temple of Doom? I don't know. Temple of Doom's Kali Ma. They reach in. But I'm saying like your archetypal like um, hero movie, you know? Yeah. Adventure film. I only want you to pierce me with your sword, the, hero. The best, you know? the best genre that had stopped getting made like yeah. 15 years ago. Maybe I'm biased. I was reading some stuff about why The Mummy is the best movie ever made. And I I'm mean, like, that yeah. is biased, but they are great adventure movies and probably yeah. the last two good adventure movies. Yeah. I Tom like, Cruise can never be. I like The Mummy Returns. Yeah. Those are good movies. The third one's not. No, I know. The third yeah, one's third atrocious. One's yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, there's that. But we're all really, if you think about it, we're all just Jonathans. The brother. I, the brother. I really wanted to grow up to be like. Rachel Weiss's character. Yeah, Rachel Weiss's character. Also, I fucking love her. Well, yeah, because she was bookish, but. But super sexy, but knowledgeable. Yeah, she's and like able. Lovely. She's capable. Yeah. Also, she likes to read books out loud, you know, and that kind of starts the whole issue. Oh, they are making so. a new adventure movie. What are they making? Disney's making that uh, uh, African Queen remake. It's the with The Rock and Emily Blunt. They travel down a, the river in a boat. Called the African Queen. 
Jumanji 2? No, the trailer just came out like two weeks ago. Oh, fuck if I know. The, the, the Doolittle trailer, which I have heard so many terrible things about that movie so far. <laughs> Apparently the director got fired after he fired all of his uh, pre-production staff because he was like, we don't need to figure out where the animals are going to be in the shot before the day of. We'll just throw some tennis balls in the screen with uh, Robert Downey Jr. It's like, you want us to make like giraffes and gorillas and bears all in the same scene, but you don't want to have it planned beforehand. Wow. So uh, he got fired from the movie and apparently the movie is a train wreck. What? I would not have guessed. I uh, absolutely would have guessed. So, uh, herophilia, there's a lot of speculation on how it develops. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a lot of it is uh, around the uh, whole like pomp and circumstance of the church, especially like revival churches being like, stand up and, you know, mm-hmm. you, know you feel it coursing through you. Yeah. And yeah. that, uh, that starts getting like intermingled with like, oh, these like great, fantastic feelings and, you know, you get get the blood flowing the hype, and some flowing. other stuff starts flowing. Yeah. Some yeah. pussy juice. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. They no. call that the Holy Spirit. Quim. Oh, <laughs> there's that too. But that's a good point. And that makes me, that reminds me of, of that quote that we reference all the time on this show. You know, everything is about sex except for sex, which is about power. And if you think about it, who's got the ultimate power? Like a lot of people have the same kind of uh, fervor for like politics and stuff. But I mean, if you think about it, religion holds a lot of power over people, a lot of sway. So why not? Why wouldn't there be some kind of uh, dogged devotion to, you know, a power that could be like the ultimate power? So, yeah. And like, I, I mean, anyone can speak to like, when you go out and have like this grand time and like, you know, you just have the most fun in the world, go to like, you know, some major sporting event or some concert or something. Mm-hmm. And then you just got to fuck. Afterwards. <laughs> is that what it is? I don't know. I think it's the, I don't know. So, does, does fire and brimstone kind of turn you on? Well, I mean, this kind of thing does. Cause they're like, you know, Stand up, speak out, get excited, have have a good time, uh, and yeah. So uh, those uh, wires like get like, crossed. Yeah, and so it's like, well, you know, I find it a little sexier when we start talking about Jesus. Uh, and uh, it's actually reported that a the majority of those who practice hierophilia are deeply devoted to their religion, mm-hmm. and that. This is probably why it came about is that these highly charged events, like they got so excited by it and they're so devoted that, you know, they got into it and that they actually have deep, deep shame mm-hmm. because of this, even well, though they will practice it. Well, what do you think about? I mean, like it's, it makes sense because this is something religion usually, usually has some form of guilt involved when it comes to carnal pleasures. Mm-hmm. Um, it also is something that dictates a lot of the ways that human bodies are supposed to be, you know, covered or supposed to be, you know, kept away from temptations and things like that. You know, women cover up your boobies and your lady bits. 
men, don't show off your dingling, like, you know. My dingling, my dingling. <laughs> so it's like, there's a lot of like governing of, of the human body um, and the human experience that's dictated to a lot of, you know, people that are ruled by religions. So it would make sense to kind of like, oh, okay, well now you're married. Now God wants you to produce a full quiver. Sex, 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 sex. Have lots and lots of sex, but only with your husband or spouse or wife Be or whatever. Fruitful. Yeah, and multiply. Do all the multiplying. You so. will have as many children as there are stars in the sky. I mean. Oh, God, I better get to it. <laughs> well, <laughs> think about those people that have, what was it, 19 and counting? That lady, they're very, very I thought religious. they were divorced. What? That husband yeah. and wife that have like a zillion kids? Yeah, I thought they got divorced. I don't think so. One of those big families did get divorced because the, like, the dad, well, I mean, they're all scumbags. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Guess what? If you have a reality show based around your family, you're probably a scumbag. Yeah, probably. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they he was like cheating on her, like left and right. And it was one of those where it was like, we got 12 kids and don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. But yeah, apparently like, yeah, I don't know, like, but that's a lot of times those, the Duggars are also terrible too. And they're one of those. Those are the ones that I meant. Yeah. Yeah. They have like a zillion kids because it's part of their religion to have lots and lots of kids, as mm -hmm. many as you can give to God because it's a gift to God and it's a blessing to God if you have lots of kids. So lots and lots of sex is implied. But uh, because of the shame, uh, mm -hmm. the hierophilic behavior is uh, considered to be sexually masochistic. Masochistic. Because mm -hmm. you, you enjoy the guilt of it, and so you do it anyways. And yeah. so it's kind of like it hurts you. But it hurt. feels but it, so good. It's a good kind of hurt. Yeah. <laughs> now, I can see there's a little bit of the, the joy and defilement. Yeah. In in the way that I'm per, per I mean, there's this. so much nun porn. Oh gosh. <sighs> yes, yes, there is. And think about how many And if you're trying to look at what Italian porn, God, it's like half nun porn. And here we are, it's Halloween. Think about how many sexy stupid, nuns there are. Yeah. And and you know, um dirty priests and you mean pedophile priests because yeah. almost all those costumes are pedophile costumes well a lot of times they have like a like a i don't know a piece of fabric that hangs down over the crotch yeah. and you lift it up and there's like you know well there's sometimes there's there. something hanging under there not yeah. not talking about a penis <laughs> yeah so i don't know there's all kinds of you know different ways that we kind of uh defile uh, bastardize um, a lot of these religious things for our own sexual gratification or or just in terms of, you know, naughtiness, <laughs> um, gratification like that. So, I mean, I've yeah. talked recently on the show about like defilements like mm -hmm. hot. <laughs> I had sex in a church parking lot once. And I was like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> at first I was like, oh God, I'm gonna, this is it. This is, <laughs> I return to that all the time. Like in my early years and like the first few years that I was having sex, I was like, all right, I'm going to get hit by a bolt of lightning. I'm going to be smote. And at first I was like, okay, if it doesn't happen this time, I'm literally in a church parking lot having sex with somebody like 
You know, there are worse people than you. I know. <laughs> I think we had this discussion. I know. But I'm like, I, you know, I definitely am going to get smoked this time. Didn't happen. Uh, yeah. So I, I haven't know. been smoked yet. No. But it did feel, there was some kind of like gross pleasure in like, hey, hey I'm having sex right by this church. Like, I have I a friend that has a story that I, I, I don't want to one up, but. No, please go ahead. Uh. I like stories. This might get deleted because I'll have to ask permission to tell this. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. A good friend of mine has told me about how she has <laughs> was once pulled over by a cop on her way to church while she had a butt plug. <laughs> so she was going to wear the butt plug into church? So she was wearing yeah. Oh, that's kind of awesome. So what'd she do? Did she like pull it out and say, okay, officer, hold this while I get my license and registration? I I don't remember the extent of the story. That's just what I remember the most is that she was on her way to church with her butt plug. (laughs) So, uh, I guess that is a good place for people with anal constriction. (laughs) Yeah. And was pulled over by a cop and And what'd she tell him? I don't, I don't know. Wow. But that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, so, if that's still in, listeners, <laughs> well, if that's not in, we're back. We're back. Uh, so, uh, there's also a lot of like thoughts that like uh, self-flagellation and flogging uh, uh, is what came is the were the roots of uh, like BDSM, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that uh, you know people were getting turned on by doing it to themselves mm-hmm. and you know started doing it in other places too yeah pain is very pleasurable in a lot of ways for some people yeah I and mean, i think they've made jokes like about that in movies where like mm-hmm. someone's like getting picked on or something like ah, no stop yeah no <laughs> don't <laughs> i was looking at a costume of mrs trunchbull do you remember that from the movie Matilda? Yeah. And somebody <laughs> made a thing where, the, where she's, you know, how she gets that one little blonde girl with pigtails and mm-hmm. she grabs her by the pigtails and is like spinning yeah, her, spins around. her around. And the little girl, somebody put a bubble in her mouth and it says something like, yes, pull my hair, pull my hair. <laughs> it's like, that's so bad. But yeah, stick me in that pokey anytime. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh so yeah, there's a there's a religious connotation to even the uh, most basic BDSM, mm-hmm. uh, the spankings and uh, lashings. Oh yeah, yeah. And then of course there's the general mutilation, but mm-hmm. that too. <laughs> yeah. There's that too. A lot, a lot of uh, a lot of men engage in self genital mutilation, uh, apparently. Which, ouch. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, as, as we talked about, uh, sexy nuns, v- extremely popular thing. And yeah. it's got to be the corruption. Like, that's got to be the main element. Mm-hmm. Plus, it kind of humanizes them a little bit. Like, you know that people that are in, you know, I don't know, that have taken their oaths to be dedicated to God still have those human mm-hmm. inclinations. 
Um, so it's like, okay, all right, like, let's not forget that a lot of those people still have to satisfy some of those things at some point because otherwise it'd be nuts. Uh, there is a debate among priests about masturbation. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do know of a priest that, uh, I I think he still does podcasts, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, he's a, a Jesuit priest, so they're one of the ones that like goes out and like you know does scientific or technological research, and uh, they're basically the progressive priests. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, on a show that he was on, they were like asking him about that. It's like, so like, what's the whole like? You know, do priests you know, you know jerk it? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, "Well, there's a lot of debate among priests, but uh, I mean, you know, sometimes you gotta relieve the pressure or something." Yeah. It's uh, Father Robert Balazar, I think was his name. Wow. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, he was on the side of yeah, uh, most priests masturbate. <laughs> well, yeah, I would hope so. I would hope so. Otherwise, it's like I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. That would just be impossible. I do know it is like up, up against like the Jewish religion to spill the seed, right? Without reproductive purpose. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, luckily, there's more where that came from. <laughs> it's not actually your soul, or what is it? Your life force? <laughs> yes, yeah. it's not actually your life force. I think they die, don't they? What? Like the like sperm just don't live forever, and you. Yeah, you need to clean them out and yeah, get fresh. They recycle. Like yeah. they they die on their own. Yeah. It's it's better if you clean them out every once in a while. I mean, I don't think you have to. I think your body I think a man's body automatically does that. <gasps> this is a good topic. What? Sperm. Sperm. But, Semen. But How does I, it all work? I do think I do think that there is a function in a man in a man's body to Yes. recycle and get rid of the sperm mm-hmm. to absorb them yeah because i mean men have an unlimited amount of sperm because being they're being constantly created right uh you know women obviously don't yeah we just we were born with the amount that we have and once they're gone they're gone which is fun do you ever think about that like a a woman's eggs were technically in her mother's body. They formed in yeah in utero. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's weird though. It it's is like weird. At one point, you were part of. At one point, your kids would will have been part of your your mother. That's a good point. Yeah. What came first, the chicken or the egg? The Both. chick or the egg. <laughs> <laughs> all right do we have well, anything eggs else? come in boxes not cartons where i come from <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry i had to slip in your least favorite uh, term <laughs> i hate that term um anyways all right well is there anything else that we need to discuss regarding that i do know that there's a crap ton of like um like you said dildo crucifixes and things like that um I have a few saved on my phone if my phone would stop deleting uh, my bookmarks. Show more. I did mean to send this. I found this weeks ago. Mm -hmm. 
weeks ago, months ago, okay. I found this and uh, have been sitting on it for a minute. Uh, it is divine-interventions.com. Ooh. Uh, go to that site and is it just the site? Okay. So I'm on, I'm on the product page uh, right now. You can purchase on sale $32.40 to $37. Baby Jesus butt plug. <gasps> it is a swaddled baby Jesus. And it is a butt plug and it comes in a variety of colors. And I assume a variety of sizes. Oh, I'm clutching my pearls. You can't see it, but I'm clutching my invisible pearls. And then the Bible thumper. It is a leather holy Bible that doesn't actually have any pages, but you use to spank somebody. Oh, I get it. I get it. Uh, then there is a Buddha's Delight, which is a smiling gold Buddha dildo. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. It looks like it is meant to have a gold wood kind of finish. Yeah, it does. It kind of looks like that. Oh, just the devil. Oh. Red devil dildo. Nice. These are all dildos in the shape of, uh, you know, whatever it's supposed to be. So mm-hmm. uh, a, a diving nun. Ooh. Oh, hey, she's got a suction cup. Yeah. Put her up against your shower. There you go. Uh, the Grim Reaper. Okay. Shame. Ah, oh, shame. Ah, oh, shame. So these <laughs> these do start getting expensive because I'm assuming they don't sell many of them. So they got to recruit their costs. Uh, this is four and a half stars. Jackhammer Jesus. <gasps> it is a cross dildo where the long end of the cross turns into a dick. That is. Well, no, I'm sorry. Not a cross. A crucifix. Yeah. Jesus so, is on it. <laughs> I have to I have to say that it is nice when you have a dildo with like a handle on it, because then you can really get it going on somebody. But that that takes it to a whole new level. That's impressive. That's impressive. Uh, say your prayers. Some, and get on your knees. Yeah, sometimes they have <laughs> clever names and sometimes they just don't. Mm-hmm. Uh like I guess jackhammer Jesus is kind of clever because you got the handle so you can like jackhammer mm-hmm. and then yeah uh, put no. it in and then spank it with the Bible. Buddha's delights all right. Uh, Bible thumper is clearly the best one. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they've had like the lowest of fruit that they didn't even try to grasp for. Mm-hmm. They have a Virgin Mary dildo. Why not just put the not-so-Virgin Mary? <laughs> it's like that low. Like you can do well, so much with her. penetrating her there. She's penetrating them. Oh, so are so all men virgins? No, I'm just saying she still is because you can't really penetrate her. She's the penetrator. You don't have to. But she's still virginal. Because she's doing the penetrating? Yes. So men are no, always no, no, virgins. No, 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 That's what I'm saying. Just her, just as the toy. I'm just saying pene- you don't have to have penetration to be considered <laughs> I know. not a virgin. Yeah, yes. Maybe my joke fell flat. My I, no, I, I get it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. I know. 
let's go with a pun for the name. Like Virgin is right there. It's yeah. sitting for you. Uh, and they've got a ton of stuff. They've got uh, like costumes and uh, I think their best seller is the Jackhammer Jesus because there's just pictures of it with everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they've got, uh, you know, nuns habits and stuff for all kinds of kink play. You know what I just thought of? How kinky and sadistic, not sadistic, well, I guess a little sadistic. Um, what's that one season of, I think it was Cult, American Horror Story Cult. Yes. Um, is, and it kind of has that sort of religious fervor. Oh, no. And we're actually seeing a lot of religion kind of based things coming back out, like with Kanye West, God is King, um, and stuff like that. It's interesting. What? Did you find something else? What did you find? After 20 years of divine intervention to the world, we will be closing shop in 2020. Divine intervention is closing. Go out now. Buy your jackhammer Jesus while you have a chance. Try to save this store. Maybe they're retiring, Mm -hmm. so maybe they don't want to be saved. Well, they clearly don't want to be saved. (laughs) 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 But... uh, but uh, yeah, if you want your jackhammer Jesus, your uh, your you swaddled baby Jesus uh, butt plug, uh, your diving nun, any any of these, I'm so disappointed. Yeah, that's a little, a little yeah. disappointing. We'll be closing up shop in 2020. I didn't know. Boo. Okay, we'll get it. Get it before it's gone. Get it I, while the getting's good. I highly recommend the Jackhammer Jesus. Not that I've used it. Yeah. I really want to own one because it looks great. It looks great. I really wish you'd put it above your door. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hammer it up there. You know, next time I have a girl over and she's like, you know, I'm religious. It's like, oh, me too. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. I was going to say, you don't you don't actually use it for what it's used for. You just completely pretend that that's completely normal, and you're just like, oh, that's, I just that's my that's my cross. Yeah, I'm a uh, I'm. I was I was I was brainstorming ideas that I could send to them for products, and I was like, you got to have a rosemary uh, a rosary bead uh, butt plug. Butt beads, anal beads. That works too. I was yeah. thinking flogger. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Or like I mean, the last bead is the crucifix. Yeah, yeah do both or do both. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, man, I see. It's because they only had like two pun names. If all of them had pun names, like dirty death, like, like even bill clamps and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, that would be interesting. Man, makes me wonder though. It's divine intervention. Are they devoutly religious? Are they the are they the people that are ashamed of it, or are they, or were they just taking advantage of a market, or are they, you know, those uh, like militant atheist people that just shit on everything and they're no fun? I have no idea. The two the two worst groups of people. Crazy obsessive Christians that are trying to force Christianity down your throat mm-hmm. and militant atheists. Yeah, I don't know. The, the, the extremist spectrums are terrible. They could definitely come up with some paddles that say like repent, but backwards so that when you hit somebody with it, it leaves the red imprint where it says repent. I know. There's so many good ideas. Dang. That's a, that's a underserved community there. And it's a shame that they're losing that resource. Oh, you could have had a crown of thorns. 
Oh, like a, oh, that would have been kind of cool. <gasps> Shit. A crown of thorns cock ring. <gasps> Shit, that would have been so cool. And the little, and there's a little vibrating part, but the vibrating part is where it says the, the, like, king. Yeah. This is fascinating. There's so have, many things that you could make dirty with this. And it's even all the better because it's something that's not supposed to be dirty. Yeah. I like that kind of stuff. And the irony. I'm sure good. there's some kind of toy that could be made from the repentant thief and the unrepentant thief mm -hmm. that were beside Jesus on the cross. The one that has to be saved. Yeah. You that... know those three-parted dildos when that has like clitoral stimulation? <laughs> oh. And then there's like a big middle one and there's like a little one on the okay. other side? I, there I, we go. When you there said three-parted dildo, I was thinking like a double-sided dildo, except it was like three parts. And I was like, no, Dana, I've never heard of a three-parted dildo. No, you'd have to have the four-parted dildo. Yeah, no, was, that's, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, or you could have a giant cross dildo. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, if, if I haven't, if I didn't get smoked that day that I had sex in the church parking lot, Man, that, I, I deserve it now. For that all scene the from, uh, Requiem for a dream. Yes. She goes ass to ass. Yep. It would be ass to ass to ass to ass. Yeah. <laughs> Four asses. <laughs> All the asses. All going together. All the butts. Yeah. There's so many good products. I feel I'm, I'm sad now. I'm sorry. Divine intervention should have, should have done it earlier. Maybe we could have saved you with our Ideas. three listeners. <laughs> I was going to say, we could have definitely, you know, given them some ideas for new things. Yeah. Or sent our three listeners oh. over. There we go. We've got at least three. At least three. <laughs> hey, hey, you know who you are. We appreciate you. We're almost top 100 on the German sex channel. Are we really? <laughs> we're 104 or something. <laughs> I'm like, how do they even rank, rank these things? <laughs> Why German? I don't know. Uh, Germans are really into some wild kinks. Yeah, but... It's fantastic. <laughs> are, they, are they into English language podcasts? I guess a lot of them are. Well, maybe, or maybe. maybe there's like two of them, and that's why we're almost ranking. <laughs> but Very cool. yeah, if you would like to support the show, uh, or if you have any experience with uh, one of these kind of kinks, maybe you've had a sex on an altar, or uh, maybe you've been one of those like super kinky people that have had like uh, one of those remote controlled uh, dildos or vibrators in while you church. were sitting at church. Ooh. Wow. Oh, oh, you know how some of those actually are set up now where they respond to like music and stuff that it hears? What if you're sitting there and the guy's like jamming out on the organ and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. strangely enough, my first thought was the big mouth bass thing. <laughs> it's like, so impressed that you're just like, Jeremiah was a bullfrog. <laughs> yeah. Just keep swimming. <laughs> um, that would be hard. That would be hard to control your yourself, yeah. your religious zeal. But uh, if you have any experience with this kind of fetish, uh, let us know. I believe we had some corrections, didn't we? We did. We did indeed. Yeah. Um, and this is in response to... Um, our feeder episode, um, we talked about feeding um, and feederism 
um, a while back. I forget exactly which number it was. Um, which it doesn't matter. They're not numbered anymore. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, they're not anymore uh, numbered anymore. But Apple said no. I was very grateful to hear from one of our listeners. Um, and I thought I would share some of this information because, you know, we don't always get things right. Um, we kind of do the research that we can, but sometimes a lot of the stuff that we find online is sketchy and, and not really fully thorough. And there's nothing better than firsthand accounts. Precisely. Exactly. So um, one of our listeners, uh, Gabby, said, hey, y'all, I just listened to the Feederism podcast. And as someone who identifies as a queer cis female feedee, I wanted to address some of the things that y'all said and provide some information for things that were from a place of not being fully knowledgeable of certain aspects of the fetish. And so like, this was really nice. I feel like I learned a lot and got to know a little bit more about um, what this was what this was about. So she said, when y'all talk about it being about from uh, about the perspective of if the feedy is the dom or sub, it actually varies person to person. It's more of a preference than perspective. Some feedies fall into submissive roles while others are dominant feedies. So, I mean, just because there's one person that's the feeder and the feedie doesn't necessarily automatically fit them into the role of the feeder is the dominant and the feedie is the sub. So that was a misunderstanding on our part. Number two, not all feedies are looking to be extremely obese or only engage in food play. There are some that gain in small amounts and over time, not all those who gain are looking to gain to an extreme or rapidly. So maybe that's not always... I thought that was something we pointed out. Um, I think we referred to a lot of it because I think that was one of the episodes where we referred to like deviant art because you see a yeah. lot of people like feeding people to the point where they can no longer function or they can't walk anymore or they're just yeah. so huge, right? Um, so it's not always about, you know... Um, Becoming extremely obese or, or large or gaining. Um, number three, uh, when y'all brought about humiliation and how that's also a perspective, there are many fetus who enjoy humiliation and fat humiliation in particular. It is part of the fetish for many. And this doesn't mean that their view of fat is that in essence is humiliating, but it's often entirely a separate thing. For me, it's often rooted in societal things and views on fatness and getting off on shame is a thing. But as a whole, I don't view fat to be humiliating. I can just experience getting off on society standards and imprinted shame. So there is probably a lot of um, <clears throat> uh, stigmas associated with being fat, with eating, um, with, I mean, good gracious, there's a whole lot of societal and cu cultural constructs on, on, you know, being fat or, or feeding or, you know, there's, there's a lot regarding that. So, um, I'm really glad that, you know, Gabby brought this up for us to, to reconsider. And the final thing she mentioned was, I felt like y'all didn't really mention the feedies experience and mostly, mostly focused on how the feeder gets off seeing the feedie gain. The feedie also gets off to this uh, when this is truly their kink. And it isn't only about pleasing the feeder or solely enjoying food. Often it's about enjoying fat in the process of your own body changing. Most feedees don't have feeders and some participate in the kink gaining without a feeder and solely for themselves. So there's actually a lot more going into this for some reason, I guess maybe back when I was preparing notes and we were kind of talking about that particular um, uh, fetish kink, you know, there was more focus maybe on the feedy feeder, sorry, 
than the eater, the feeder, um, yeah, the feedee. So I do think we tend <clears throat> to look at the uh, active mm-hmm. person in uh, these kind of relationships because I don't want to say like Sam and Dub, Dom, because yeah. yeah. Sub and Dom, Sam, yeah, Sub and Dom, because uh, it, as she said, it's interchanged or it's yeah. not necessarily one or the other, but right. like the active, the person who is doing something to the other uh, over the passive. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we look at kinks, mostly because like they are the ones that are doing, which is a mistake on our part, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it's easier to look at and describe the ones that are doing versus the ones that are being done to. Right. Right. So, um, and I think that, you know, I appreciate it. I really appreciate you, Gabby. Thanks for listening. Yeah, first thanks, off. Gabby. Um, but secondly, thanks for writing in and letting us know it. We do appreciate the opportunity to learn and honestly to expand on the stuff that we found by somebody actually reaching out to us and telling us what the experience is like. And, you know, maybe if our perspectives need to be educated a little bit more, um, I mean, I'm always happy to learn. So there um, is not a single person that messages us that we don't respond to unless they're a bot on Twitter which I get a lot of those. <laughs> but as long as yeah. your name isn't something like Maddie four nine three seven eight nine ten, it's like, well, you know, got more than two digits after your name. Yeah. Probably not going to believe it's you. Also, say more than hey. <laughs> or, hey, you should check out my live webcam. I think there was one I actually responded to because I got so tired of looking at those. And I literally said, cease and fucking desist on one of the Twitter messages like that. <laughs> I, no, just like, I just ignore them. Well, I, at first I just responded, Hey, back. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. but yeah, no, I, I just, uh, I just ignore them. Uh, but we do look at and read and respond to all messages that go our way. Yes. Unless you're a bot. So if you would like to get in touch with us, you can slip into our DMS on Twitter at, uh, at Kingcast podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to become more active on that, but, Trying to become more active in social media, one, is not healthy. (laughs) It's a little infuriating. Almost almost anyone would advise to go the opposite direction and become less active. Mm -hmm. Two, very hard to do for someone who is already completely inactive in social media. (laughs) Uh, But I am trying to become more active, and you'll probably have seen a tweet from Tuesday. Ooh. Because <laughs> it probably said, hey, episode delayed till, till Halloween. Yeah. But uh, yeah, go ahead and follow us on there and uh, uh, send us some uh, some messages there. Yeah, uh, reach out to us. Email us at kinkcastpodcast.gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, you can follow- also find us on Facebook, um, uh, which is where we've gotten some of our messages is on Facebook um, at Kingcast Podcast, which is always great because I answer those a lot of the time. And uh, Instagram, Kingcast Podcast, just Kingcast Podcast. Is, does it have an at on it? I don't do Instagram. No, it's just Instagram is just at Kingcast. Um, that's the one that's kind of a little bit weird. And that is run by none other than our very proud Mary. Yes. And she puts up a, a lot of. Uh, Fantastic uh, very, videos. Very sexy pictures and yeah. videos. Yes. Uh, that, uh, if that doesn't get your engine running, <laughs> I don't know what will. Yeah. I, every time I look at it, I'm like, man, this is so much more interesting than our Twitter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> our, our, our Twitter is just like, well. 
I'm some here. funny quip. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> Where that one's just like, well, I'm here, world. <laughs> look at me. Look at all so. this. All right. Well, definitely look into getting into touch with us, and we will see you next week for another episode. Also, the best thing you can do to help out the show is to rate and review on iTunes. Give us a five-star review, please. Thank you. Thank you, please. Give us a Halloween, happy Halloween review. Say happy Halloween, All Hallows Eve. All Saints Day. Happy All Saints Day. We loved your spooking cast episode, about, cast episode. about religion. The spookiest kink cast. Hopefully we'll ha- I'll be able to come up with more ideas before next year. I have some Christmas ideas. Strange.